Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Tonight, I'm excited. We're in a 21-day fast, a corporate fast as a church. And you know, that's biblical to call a corporate fast. And we've done that for 21 days. And you know, if you started off with us and you fell off the wagon, that's okay. Just get back on the wagon, okay? Don't, don't condemn yourself. Don't get down on yourself. But you know, just stay on track. Get back up again. God will bless whatever you do. God will bless whatever you do. This is what I know. So in this 21-day fast on Wednesday night, I want to talk to you about the fruit of fasting. The fruit of fasting. If you're taking notes tonight, I believe that this is going to bless you. It's going to encourage you on the principle of fasting. We're talking about a biblical fast, Bible fast. And you know, if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I need a breakthrough, you're in the right place. Pastor, I'm going through a season where I'm struggling. I seemingly can't get moving. Things aren't happening. Then you're in the right place. Pastor, I've been believing for my healing. Hasn't happened yet. And then you're in the right place. Because fasting will give you breakthroughs. Fasting will bring a greater anointing on your life. Fasting will bring miracles. You know, it's a powerful principle in the Word of God. The New Testament church fasted every Wednesday and every Friday till 3 o'clock. The New Testament church fasted every Wednesday, every Friday till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Let me just share with you how Kim and I discovered uh, the importance of fasting, biblical fasting. You know, I didn't hear a whole, I can't remember growing up in the church hearing a whole lot about it. Maybe I was looking at the girls or messing around in the back, you know, or whatever. Didn't have any video games back then. But I, maybe I just wasn't listening. But I can't remember a whole lot of teaching on fasting growing up. But I remember when Kim and I, you know, we went to college, got out of college. We were youth pastors. And then for two years after that, then we went to our first church in our denomination. Went to our very first church. It was a small church. It was in Moberly, Missouri, okay, not too far from here. And my dad had just given us a book on fasting by Dr. Paul Youngi Cho from Seoul, Korea. He's in heaven now, but at that time, he pastored the largest church in the world. Now, it's true, one million members in his church had several satellite churches, several churches that he had planted, wasn't one location, several locations, but it was, and still is to this day, was the largest church in the world. Well, he wrote a book, and his mother-in-law wrote a book on fasting. My home pastor had gone to his church over in Seoul, Korea, brought back some books, gave them to my dad. My dad gave Kim and I that book on fasting. I read that book. It changed our life. It changed everything as we begin to get a revelation about biblical fasting and what it will do. So we're in our first church in Moberly, Missouri. There were 50 members when we went there. They wanted to be in a building program for years and years and years. They had the plans all drawn up. They had the, the, the land purchased, 
but they couldn't get a loan. They couldn't get it off the ground. They couldn't get the people behind it for years and years and years and years and years. So I said, you know, to Kim, I said, you know what? We just took the church over. We're brand new pastors, our first pastorate. You know, we can't do it. The people haven't been able to do it. So let's see if God can do it. So we went on a three-day fast, went on a three-day fast. And at the end of that three days, honest to God, at the end of that three days, there wasn't any for sale signed up for the church or nothing. But one afternoon, I'm leaving. It's a little, small, frame church building, seat about 100 people. They'd been there for decades, haven't been able to get anything to happen. They needed a miracle. Maybe you're here tonight, and you need a miracle. I just want to encourage you through the principle of fasting, miracles can happen. So uh, we, we fasted those three days, and I was leaving the office. Uh, that church had the office in the back of the church. I don't know if any of you are young enough to remember parsonages. Well, the parsonage where the preacher would live was in the back of the church. The office was in the back of the church. I was leaving the office that afternoon, and I'm going to get in my car. I had no parking lot. You parked on the street. I was going to get in my car, and here came a man walking across the front of the church and said, are you the pastor? And I said, yeah. He said, do you want to sell this building? We had no for sale sign up. We hadn't, we hadn't done anything. Other than, the church really hadn't done anything. It was new. Uh, we were brand new, and we just said we, we had read this book on fasting. It had impacted our life. So we said, we're going to try it. And after three days, God did a miracle, sold the building, got the loan, built the building, relocated. What they tried to do for decades, they did. we did within a few months. I attribute it to God and the principle of fasting. So I'm going to make this statement. There are some things in your life that will never happen without prayer and fasting. Fasting will boost your prayer. Fasting will give power to your prayer. There are some things that will never happen in our life as believers without the application of prayer and fasting. So uh, Jesus on the main line, call him up. I hear somebody's phone. All right. So you all ready to get into it? So the word fast means to abstain from, to abstain from. There are different kinds of fast. There's a partial fast, uh, absolute fast. There, there's a, you know, a vegetable fast, uh, what Daniel did in the Bible, no meat. There are all different kinds of ways that you can fast. You know, like for me in the 21-day fast, I'm fasting social media. Praise the Lord. Okay? So if you email me, don't expect to. Somebody may answer you, but it won't be me. <clears throat> okay? So that's the main thing. I'm fasting this year. Last year, I fasted coffee. Oh, my goodness. It was hard for me, Okay? But I'm fasting social media on these 21 days. So you, know, you can fast anything. It means to abstain some, from, but it needs to be something that will cost you something. Okay? That's something that's big in your life or whatever. But fast means to abstain from. There's all different kinds of fast. You can fast the news. You can fast negativity. I, I, I've heard people down through the years, with this, Pastor, I'm going to fast complaining. That's a good one right there. I see people doing this right now. Praise God. I, I, I'm going to fast griping and complaining. You can, there's all kinds of things that you can fast. But what, whatever you fast and whatever you fast, you need to replace it with something. Okay? Because if you 
fast and you don't replace it with something, it's just Jenny Craig. It's just Weight Watchers. It's just a diet, okay? So uh, let's continue. So it means to abstain from. There are different kinds of fast. The New Testament church would fast on Wednesday and Friday every week till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. Y'all ready? Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disguise or disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Let me extract a few things here. First of all, I see here that he's telling us Jesus is talking, it's red letter, that our motive behind our fast is important. If we're doing it to get attention, we're going to lose our reward. If we're doing it with the wrong motive, we're going to lose our reward. So motive is very important when I'm fasting. And also want to bring out here, notice that Jesus said when, not if. He said, when you fast, not if you ever fast. What do we extract from that? Fasting and prayer should be part of our Christian walk, part of our Christian life. There's the fasted life, okay? There's the fasted life. So moreover, when, not if, you fast, don't be a hypocrite. Don't go around with a sad countenance. Get attention from people. What's your motive? And if you do it with the wrong motive and to get attention, then that's your reward. Verse 17, but thou, when you fast, again, not if, so it should be a part of our arsenal. It should be part of our weapons. It should be part of our tools and our skill set. But thou, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Verse 18, that you appear not unto men to fast, so we're not fasting to men or to man or to impress them, right, or get attention or have people feel sorry for us. No, it says, but you're fasting, but unto thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth thee in secret, what? Will reward you openly. So there's a reward for fasting when I fast with the right motive and the right reason, and my focus is on the right a person or God and not to impress people. So say it with me. There is a reward for biblical fasting. So when we fast, we should expect to get answers, breakthroughs, turnarounds. We should expect for God to reward our fast. I love that. Okay. So Matthew 17, verse 14 through 23, let's look at this. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cure him. Wow. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless, and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring the boy to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why couldn't we cast the devil out? 
Why couldn't we get results? Why couldn't we have a miracle? And Jesus said unto them, because of your what? Unbelief. You're going to see from the story that fasting, biblical fasting, when it's done right, removes unbelief out of your life and creates confidence in your life. It removes unbelief. In other words, you're able to believe God for more. I heard Pastor Kim a while ago when we all came around the front, which was awesome and precious, that we're to want to believe God for more this year, right? More in 24. Fasting helps you to believe God for more. When we did that three-day fast, I came out of that, you know, not even doubting that we were going to sell that building, go through a building program, build a brand new building, hire a bunch of new staff they'd never had, bus ministry they'd never had, church would grow larger than it had ever been in decades. And I really truly believe it all came out of that fast because fasting removes unbelief out of your life. Oh, I love it. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain. So how do we release our faith? Through our words. You release your faith through your words. That's why I'm always having you confess things, say things. I want you to release your faith. It's not faith till you say it. Okay? And say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing, nothing, I love this, shall be impossible to you. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. There are some kind of devils, demons, opposition, problems that you can't overcome without prayer and fasting. There are some things that prayer alone won't move or get the job done. That he said this kind will only come out with prayer and fasting. That's where I come up with a thought, the big idea. There are some things in our life that will never move, get out of the way. There are some things in our life that will never happen without adding fasting to our prayer life. Powerful, isn't it? Glory to God. And you know what? When we use these tools and weapons that God's given to us, didn't he say you move to a realm where nothing is impossible unto you? Well, I want to be there, don't you? I want to be like Robert Schuller used to say, a possibility thinker. I like to be around possibility thinkers, don't you? I don't like to be around negative, cynical, critical, sarcastic people, right? I like to be around possibility thinkers. So you go from the impossible to the possible through prayer and fasting. And fasting simply means to abstain from. You can fast anything. Again, you can fast videos. You can fast uh, Netflix. You can fast YouTube, social media. You can fast candy, sweets, ice cream. Now I'm going to Midland, haven't I? You can be a, a vegetable diet and fast meat. But, but ask the Lord what he would have you to do, right? That's so important that you ask the Lord what he would have you to do. So I love this story. I love this story. So why should I fast? Why should I fast? All right, let me give you some reasons. Number one, because it will change me. Fasting changes me. Fasting doesn't change God. It changes me. And I have to change before my circumstances will change. 
I have to change before my circumstances will change. So fasting changes us. That's why we need to fast. Number two, it moves God. It moves God. We'll get into it on Wednesday nights. You know, there were times where God was going to destroy like Nineveh. There were times where God was going to destroy nations. But when the people humbled themselves and they fasted and they prayed, then God changed his mind. You know God can change his mind. Pastor, I thought God was God and he doesn't change. He doesn't change his character. Never changes his character. God's always good, right? God is good all the time, right? In fact, tell two or three people right now, God is good all the time. So, you know, how can you say you can change God's mind when the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Because it's talking about his character. He never, he can never do evil, right? He can never lie. He can never let you down. He can never disappoint you. Ooh, what a good God we serve. But I can get him to change his mind. You know, where he was going to destroy, you know, I can get him to change his mind and give grace. Amen? So it not only, why should we fast, Pastor? And again, if you started out, you know, if you started out with it and you fell off, you know, don't condemn yourself. Get back on and just keep on with it through the rest of the month and believe God's going to reward you for what you do do. Amen? It didn't sound too good, do do, did it? Get that off the tape, okay, guys? Praise God. All right, so then number three, why should we fast? It increases our spiritual capacity. It increases our spiritual capacity. That's what I found out in my own life. Again, you know, we're not just talking theology here. We're talking experience. You're sitting in a place that came to pass through prayer and fasting. You really are. This auditorium, this whole ministry, you know, this whole ministry, Every great big move we've ever made in this ministry came because of prayer and fasting. It really did. So it will cause you, it will, it will increase your spiritual capacity. You'll be able to believe God for more. You'll get rid of unbelief. You'll get rid of cowardness and have confidence. Oh, I like it. Why, why should we fast? Number four, it breaks habits and bondages. Got any habits tonight you want to exchange for new ones for a brand new year, Atomic Habits, that great book, great resource. Got any habits you want to get rid of? Got any bondages? We're going to read it next week, but Isaiah 58 is the greatest chapter in the Bible on fasting, and it said this is the fast. You know, it will help you discipline your flesh. Fasting disciplines your flesh, where you begin to tell it what to do instead of it telling you what to do, okay? Okay. So why should I fast? It breaks habits and bondages. There, there are some things in my life that I'll never get rid of, I'll never overcome without prayer and fasting. But with prayer and fasting, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. Wow, restoration of marriages, health, career, ministry. Wow, families. So why should I fast? It breaks habits and bondages. Number five, it tunes our spirit to hear God. Fasting tunes our spirit to hear God. And my brother and sister, who I love dearly, if we ever needed to hear God, we need to hear God now. If we ever needed discernment to know what the truth is, 
There's a war on truth, by the way. If we ever need to know what is the truth, we need to be able to discern right now, like never before. We need discernment. We need a hearing ear because there's so many frequencies out there with direct TV, right? With, with, with all the channels on television, with social media, with a cell phone, with a computer. There's so radio, you know, XM radio. There's so many frequencies out there. How do we discern what's important, what's not? What's true, what's not? What's God, the devil, or me? How do we do that? We have to tune our spiritual ear. He that hath an ear, let them hear. Fasting tunes our spirit to get in the right frequency to hear God, and you'll know it's God and not the devil and not you. Oh, can we have a praise break on that one? Father, we claim that, Lord. We are your sheep. We hear your voice. Number six, it brings intimacy with God. It brings intimacy with God. We're telling God we're hungry for him. Fasting is seeking God. Why should we seek God? Because we want to know him more, and he wants us to know him more. Fasting brings intimacy with God. We're telling God that he's more important than food or hobbies or entertainment, right, or free time or leisure time. He's more important than all of that, and he'll reward that. Remember, this is the fast that he will reward. Expect rewards. Results, answers, expect that when you fast. Don't just fast without a purpose. Don't fast without the right motive. Don't fast without expecting something to be different as a result of your prayer and fasting. Am I helping anybody tonight? Break, brings intimacy with God. And I know we all want to get, Wednesday night, folk, we all want to get closer to the Lord. I know I do. I know you do. Number seven, why should we fast? It will bring breakthroughs. It will bring breakthroughs in every area of your life, financially. I've seen it physically. I've seen it. It's not just theology. This isn't just a sermon. It's the word. It's scripture. But I've experienced it. Kim and I, we've experienced it. Breakthrough financially, breakthrough physically, breakthrough in relationships, it will bring breakthroughs. There are some areas of my life I'll never get a breakthrough, I'll never get a victory without prayer and fasting. He said this kind only comes out. This deliverance will only happen through prayer and fasting. Okay? So, number eight, healing. Why should I fast? Because it'll bring healing to our body, our emotions, right? It'll bring healing to our body. Again, Isaiah 58 is your homework all month. Isaiah 58 is the fasting chapter. And it says that when we fast God's way, it says your healing will burst forth. It will burst forth speedily. I like that. Isaiah 58, it says your, your health will burst forth speedily. Some of those things we've been waiting on for our health, our vitality, our energy to come back, our stamina to get rid of that, those symptoms, it, it can happen through prayer and fasting. Healing can come. Number nine, a greater anointing. Wow, every time I have fasted, I come out with a greater presence of God, a greater presence of God. 
God honors it with his presence. I want a greater anointing this year. Been here 40 years, but I want my 41st year where I have the greatest anointing, moving the gifts, signs and wonders more than ever before in the history of this church. I'm believing for that in this fast, by the way, okay? And number 10, it removes unbelief. Ten reasons why we should fast. It removes unbelief. Is it hard for you to believe to pay off the credit card? Is it hard for you to believe for that sickness? To, is it hard for you to believe for your husband to come back or your wife to come back? Is it hard for you to believe for your kids to serve God? Is it hard for you to believe? Well, fasting removes that unbelief. It'll do it in Jesus' name. All right, so for fasting to get results, and we want results. We don't want to just lose weight, right? But we want results. For fasting to get results, number one, I have to decide the purpose of my fast. And like I just say publicly, like I told you tonight, I want to come out of this with a greater anointing, a greater see greater miracles in your life and our ministry, signs and wonders than we've ever seen in 40 years. That's what I'm fasting for. A greater anointing on our ministry than we've ever seen before. More signs, more wonders, more miracles than ever before. So decide, what's the purpose of your fast? You've got to have a clear objective, what your purpose is. Number two, check your motive. Not for the wrong reason, not for attention, not for people to feel sorry for myself, not to brag on how spiritual that I am, right? i got to check my motive. To get results during my fast, I want to minister to the Lord. I have to focus on my quiet time. Now, these, these um, how to get results of the fast, they're all out of Isaiah 58. I have to minister to the Lord. Again, if I'm just not eating or I'm, I'm fasting something, you know, television, uh, leisure time, hobbies, social media, whatever I might be fasting, if I don't replace it with something, then I'm not going to get results that I want. I replace it with time with God, seeking the Lord ministering to the Lord. If I want to get the most out of my fast, I have to press in to my quiet time. You do that in your car, you know, on your way to school, to work, on the way home, before you go to bed, when you get up in the morning, throughout the day, but minister to the Lord. Number four, minister to others. In Isaiah 58, when it talks about the fast that God wants, he said, if you see people in need, go meet that need. So if you want more out of your fast, look around for other people, and if whatever their need might be, if you can meet it, meet that need. Sow a seed for their need. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. If you help somebody else get their breakthrough, God's going to see to it you get your breakthrough. What you sow, you reap, right? Give, and it will come back to you. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So to get the most out of your fast, you want to serve. You want to minister. You want to reach out. You want to help others. Number five, do it in faith. Remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews 11, right? For without faith, it's impossible. So you got to fast in faith. You're not a hoping and a praying and a wishing and maybe something's going to happen. No, it's going to happen, right? You say it, you see it, you stand for it, right? You believe it. So you got to fast in faith. 
you've got to be in high expectation, all right? These are different things on how to get the most out of the fast. Number six, as the team comes, expect a reward. Expect a reward. What are you expecting at the end of this month? I'm expecting that it's positioning you and I for the greatest year of our life, the most fruitful year of our life, the most productive year of our life, that we're going to make the best decisions we've ever made in our life, relationships in our life, right? We're positioning ourselves for the best year of our life. So expect a reward from your fast. He said you could. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. One year Bible. Read your Bible. And you know that Jeremiah 36, verse 6, it says, when you fast, read the Bible. Did you know that? Jeremiah 30, 36, verse 6, when you fast, read the Bible. So if we'll do those seven things, I, I think that we'll have a, an effective time of 21 days at Church on the Rock, productive, our 21-day fast, corporately and individually. Amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.